So, uh, hey, good morning. Uh, it's been a long time since we did Bastard Pastors, and you'll be able to tell because we were a little loose on our game this time. And so, even for us, the conversation got a little inappropriate. And so, um, you'll hear some like really hard edits in the in the podcast where I couldn't. Sometimes when I edit it, I try to make it so that you can't tell that I edit stuff out. Uh, which is sort of deceitful line, but that's what all entertainment is. Um, but I couldn't on this one. Like the conversation was just, it flowed really well, but there were a couple of stories or a couple of uh, language choices that even for us were too much, so I edited them out. Um, it's good to be back. It's good to be talking to you guys, and uh, I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thanks. Recording. All right, welcome, welcome back. We're, we're, it's, a, it's a thing again. We took a hiatus, uh, but we had a lot going on since, that we can since, talk about today. Since September 18th. Uh, this is Bastard Pastors episode 32, and we are no, back. 31. 31. This is episode 31. Sorry. Although there may be a numbering I, error in there. Oh, somewhere. and I think there actually is a... Uh, I think we forgot. There's, uh, there's an unheard episode out there. Russell's episode, we know is, Russell's is, episode is still out there, right? But I don't think he wanted us to do it. I don't think yeah, he never mentioned it. Like, hey guys, I've been listening to your podcast. I've heard my episode. I think it's well, like, like whew, he dodged a bullet. Well, he was worried about being associated with us, right? Which everybody ends up being. I mean, I get, I get it. That could be a count one day. How many people have podcasted with us and who are not pastors anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's at least one. At least one, two, two. Who's two? Um, Sean isn't a pastor anymore. Oh, he was right, right, remember because okay. that was like that week. That was dying. Oh, oh, that was dying right. that week when he talked to us. Um, although he's, I think he's super happy at storytellers. He really oh, likes yeah. that. He's good at that to you. So we are, uh, back in, uh, trying to do bi-weekly now. Sure. Um, I, be- don't, I don't know. <laughs> because we, so we had to take a break. A lot of it was because I had a big giant job transition. Yeah. Uh, and my schedule got janky for a while. But we've also been really busy with church stuff because... New building? We have a new building. New building, new neighborhood? I know. It's a big change for us. I tell people all the time, and nobody cares, we moved neighborhoods and moved buildings without a single negative consequence. Nobody left the church. Nobody was mad about it. Everybody trusted us through that move. Right. Everybody worked with us. And uh, other than our children's ministry, which I think has borne the brunt of this, like it's, it's the most work on them. Right. Because they still have to set up, they still have to tear down. It's still a lot of work. Because um, if you notice on Sunday mornings, there are times when you and I are just sitting around talking, which is probably what we should be doing right. as pastors, right? We should be interacting with our congregation. Right. And people are still setting up. Over and people there. are still setting up the children's ministry. But that's at like nine fifteen, right? It used to right. be at nine fifty five. Well, people are still setting up. It was ten years of the opposite, where we were never talking to anyone Anybody. because everyone yeah. else was standing around because we were running around. I don't notice it so much before church as I do after church. After church now, I've got time to sit around and talk to people, yeah. which I never had before. I get super anxious now at church because I, I don't fidget anymore. Right. There's nothing for me to do. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's, it's very different in the morning. So I'm like, okay, I brought the coffee and set up this table and yeah, uh, let me go scrounge around the attic and <laughs> see what it's cool up there. That's what I like to do now. Which our kids think is the greatest place in the world. Yes. The kids love this attic space, which I'm like, it's just a concrete room, you dummies. Um, so I feel like a good topic for us to start with, uh, for today yeah. is this idea. So we, uh, how much of the podcast did we tell about our assessment process? We did this assessment, which we've we did like eight, never really done the f- before. The first eight weeks of this conversation were us talking about why we sucked at church planting. Right. So that had to have come up, right? Because those guys hated us. Um, 
So, yeah. No, no, not those assessments. Like, this new one that we just did. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we did anything with that. Well, so we did, like, an assessment. It was really good, and they gave us some advice, and so... With, uh, like, Tom Thatcher, who was on this podcast, was part That's of right. that. That's right. Dave Workman, was he on our podcast? He's not, but he said he would. We need to get him on the he podcast. Said I should have sent the invite to him. I did not. He's super affirming of us. He likes us a lot. I think we get to be... He could pick us up a listener or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He gets us a little. I think we get to be a little closer to the edge than he ever got to be in ministry. Maybe he'll save us on the podcast. Just give some, give some money. Yes. Um, So yeah. So we did this assessment. They gave us some things, and the biggest thing that they said was, "Hey, you guys got to get out of this nasty ass building. It's disgusting." Uh, So we got out of the building, uh, and we also were kind of forced out too. Yeah. uh, Which is cool. No. No. Fuck the city of Cincinnati. The fuck, fuck them right out the door and back. The city of Cincinnati, ugh, the city of Cincinnati made a decision that they would rather have nothing from us than the $10,000 a year we were paying in rent. Ooh, and nothing from anyone else. Anyway, no think about what that done. means. So the, the rec center here in Oakley, which is a disaster from the community council's perspective, right. should have been rebuilt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force... FC Cincinnati, Jeff Birding, if you're listening to this. I'm going to force FC Cincinnati he to is. buy he's it. I'm sure he right is. Now. He might actually be. I think that dude spies on everybody. Like, he's so put together. That's awesome. That would be awesome. But um, the city of Cincinnati has been thre- promising to rebuild, 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 rebuild the stadium. Or the, sorry, not the stadium, the, um, the rec center. And came to us and wanted, like, $3,000 a month for 12 hours of rental. And uh, I was talking to Kenny from Atri, and he was saying that I could buy his warehouse space for $2,500 a month and own it. Yeah. I would own like 10,000 square feet of commercial real estate. Yeah. And the city thought that I was going to rent from them for 12 hours a month when they were late showing up half the time. The HVAC build didn't work in that building. Ugh. Everything about that building was a disaster. And they never cleaned the bathrooms. That's my big thing is I there was like- always like nastiness in the bathroom. I was like, eh, we don't pay for a lot, so it doesn't matter. And I felt like we were overpaying for what we were getting. At that right. rental space. Other than it gave us a good in with the community, it gave us lots of chance to meet and interact with community movers and, and it shakers. Was a normal space. Yeah. It was a it was a space to use. It was a regular space. But I cannot believe So anyways. I'm still mad. We have cooler space now. It's definitely cool. It's definitely nicer than anything we've ever had before. It definitely so but with that, that's what I want to start with our conversation. So with this new space we're doing new initiatives, like, oh man. Where, you know, one of the things they told us is, hey, stop calling yourself a church plant. You've been around for 10 years. You need, you're just a church now. Yes, church and now. so we're trying to start operating more a church like, still on the infancy a, stage. More like a <laughs> church. Um, but I feel like there's a hard balance between us being people who feel like the system of the church has failed uh, recently, like yeah. in the past century or whatever, that it is not a system that's great. It's something that we want to change. We want to change people's outlook on what Christianity is and what Christianity does in our culture. At the same time, we are not rejecting the system. Right. We're trying to change the system right. uh, because we're a part of the system. And so I find it, uh, my immediate, and I think yours are too, my immediate defaults are to go back to the, the system things that we yeah. both grew up with. Yeah. But some of that's but also some good. Of that's good some of that's and good. some of it's not. And then some of it's like, you know, it's just, it's very, it's lately I've been really wrestling with, oh, I want to be this agent of change and not just change in people's lives spiritually. That's certainly a thing, but like change in the way that church, the culture of the church is. I want to be different. Like we were having our leadership team the other night and we've come up with a mission statement for the first time. 
Which is good work. And it's been it's awesome. Should be and doing. it's been cool. It's been great talks and good conversation. But and we, I thought we had one, and then actually it was the girl who originally came with us. Was like, do we like this? And then someone else is me, like, yeah, you know, does this sound like us? And as soon as they said that in my head, I was like, I guess it doesn't sound like this. And uh, sound like us, but then immediately, and it was a joke, but I actually got really into it. We were like, what if we were, what if our mission statement was, we're just Christian as fuck? And I was like, <laughs> that's already been shut down. It's, I'm sure I, it's I been to shut so, down. I talked but to somebody like, and they're like, no. But what I liked about the sentiment yeah. was, yes. okay, that does, not that we're going Christian as fuck. But it sounds like us. But it, it sounds like us, that fits us. It just communicates like who we are. It, you go into that place thinking something that that we are and so i actually liked that just the sentiment of it obviously if we're not going to put christian's fuck on i would I, the, like the that, person but... that said no well this started because i bought a shirt that says since as fuck as a joke the person that said no is like and i think this is actually really wise that and really i think would work well as an advertising slogan i think right. it tells other people who we are as a mission statement it doesn't do a good job of telling us who we are and what we should be doing right Right, because Christian as fuck could mean we don't go to rated R movies, we don't drink beer, we don't do all these things. Uh, right. that's what, like, so if we were trying to shoot towards that, I wouldn't know how to define that. Right. I love it as an advertising slogan. Yeah, no, but what I did like was it. It represents this. Okay, um, how many times have we been out? I mean, it's the point of our podcast, Pastor Pastors. Man, we are pastors. We are people leading a church. We are people leading people in their spiritual lives and praying for people and loving people and doing all this. But I also don't want to be associated with, you know, yeah. the church as we know yeah. it. I don't want to be associated with all these other things. So I, it's very, anyway, the thing is walking that fine line of where we default back to think to the old system and how we are changing it to be a new system. That's, that's where my thoughts have been. Well, so Dave Workman, the guy who did the audit, who I think we really should have on here because he's, for, he's a dude who comes off as sort of low-key and laid back, real, like, eh, very, very bright, very, very experienced. He's seen everything in the church world. And his compliment to us was that his wife had been part of their, as they blew up at a big church and, like, got super successful. She was pastor's wife for a real she long time. She was pastor's wife at a big church where publicity, like, the where he was a celebrity. And he really was. Um, and I don't mean that as an insult. But uh, she wanted a, she wanted her doesn't-give-a-shit church. She wanted a church where all the like nonsense and bullshit had been stripped away. And she'd been to Legend twice now and felt like, oh, that's what this is. And I think that's right. How do you maintain that? Right. And to maintain that, you have to give a shit. To maintain right. that, you have to really deeply care about this. Right. And so it's it's, it's not... It's like an anarchist movement group. Right. You have one. Right. Well, and I think the matter is just defining the things we actually will fight for and fight about. What are right. the things that are worth fighting for and things worth fighting about? Um and being proud and just being okay with those things. And we right. always have been to a level because if somebody shows up and says, well, I don't like that. Cool. There's another church on the street that probably will like the things you like. Right. You don't, you don't have to come here. I'm not worried about that. And it, gets, it, gets, it remains consistent to this day that the only people that dislike us or get mad at us are Christians. Right. Well, and but so here's, and then here's where I progress from that to my next thought. I don't think I've shared this with you. Let's see what you think. Um, does... So I've been into like seasons of life lately. Like, man, I we having a teenager, we're in a different season of life. Or our kids are all older. We right. now have a babysitting kid. We have some certain freedoms we never had before, but our life's changed a little bit. 
Uh, I try not to ever use this anymore because I feel like I default to busy. I say sure. busy all the time. Yeah. Well, you're busy, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the system of the church, like especially the old systems that we're trying to not be, uh, makes ministry easy yes. in this world. Yes. Whereas, really, I've been thinking, you got to fucking get down and do the hard work, which means a lot more sleepless nights or early mornings of yep. calling people, praying for people. Yep. Being like, cause we, uh, at your birthday party and, um, what, three times last week we heard someone say, Oh, I came back to this church cause we had coffee with the pastors. Right. And I'm like, ah, damn it. We stopped doing that because we got so busy and, uh, just, and although that we, you know, not that it's our job to have coffee with every single new person, but, but that's what we, we can, do. but we, would, we do, we, we want to do that. that. Right. And. Uh, so, and that's part of the hard work of like, oh, just doing it as opposed to, oh, well, let's put a ministry group together and now it does that. Not that that's bad. Right. But that's just, so lately I've just been trying to balance where the system is good and where we need to say, no, we reject that and we want to do something different. But yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really tough for me. Well, and that's, I mean, so we get this and everything else. We, we talk a lot about and seek out tension. Mm-hmm. Between what is what we think and what we do and what we experience and what the Bible says and those finding those tension points, right? Right. I think that the good ministries always has to live in this tension of saying, "Oh, of course, I'm looking to build." We've got we've got amazing people at Legend who, if we ask to help with some of this stuff, we would be selfish not to involve them. It right. would be ba- it's bad for them to not be involved. There are people that I think right now. Um, oh, a great example, like. We've struggled with how to do announcements because every church struggles how to do announcements. And all <laughs> announcements. And then uh, two weeks ago, uh, Allison got up, gets up and does and slays it. Just does a Twice great. In a row. Just does a great job. She's compelling on stage. She's thoughtful in the way she presents herself and how she speaks. Um, she's really good at that, right? It'd be silly for us to say, "Well, no, the pastor's got to do that job." Right. The flip side of that is, is that when marriages fall apart or kids are being nightmares or you're broke or you're getting a, whatever it is they don't want that just the person sitting next to the pew that there's this idea that you and i have some sort of expertise right and that so we should be there in those moments right what if we got magic powers i'm so mad that we don't i told the story this past sunday that a friend of mine stopped playing poker with us because he thought that now that i'm a pastor i can pray my way to good poker hands and i was like would i still be in ministry i would be playing poker all the time if i could do that but if you weren't in ministry you lose the power so Maybe it's, that's it it's tricky. It's a tricky thing. I'm telling you right now. I have no. It doesn't. It doesn't lay over. Same thing. If I if I had the gift of healing, right, man, in an on demand sort of way, I, why would I be? I'd be going to the hospital. Full well, time. Yeah, why are you just I'd, living at the I'd hospital? Live at the right? hospital. That'd be the gig that I had, and that's that's a terrible understanding of the gift of healing. Right. Theologically, what I just said is awful and bad, and you should ignore it. But yeah, the sentiment. Dave Workman's cringing out the, there right the now. The sentiment is there. What? But yeah, so that's lately. I've just been really trying to think where we. Um, it's easy for us to slide back. Well, we survived for the last 10 right. years, and now we're we're right on the bubble of we could do more than survive. We could right. start to thrive. Right. We could start to add. But that means us giving away everything. Right. It, Which I'm all right with giving stuff away as long as it... <laughs> but I think it's the first time I've ever said something like this, but as long as it looks the way I feel like it should look. I would say Which as long I'm as, not ever like that, right? I would say as long as it's done well. Right. Right? Because if it's not done well, I'm going to have to pick up pieces on the backside of that. But they're... You know, that's... That's a real sort of like, it's got to be. It's like, well, I'm doing this mural at this comic book shop right now, and these interns have been helping from Starfire, and I'm guessing they, they would never listen to this. Um, 
But uh, they started doing like the lettering. And they're like, how's this look? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> and as soon as they leave, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to fix that. But I don't have to. I don't, and like, the guy at the comic shop was making fun of me. He's like, well, why did you tell him to look? I was like, because I hurt their feelings. And yeah. That's what's hard for me about giving things away is not giving it away. That's easy to say, yeah, paint the letters. It's hard for me to come back and be like, oh, you know what? You didn't really paint the letters like you should have, but you're volunteers. So you right. didn't, you're not getting paid for this. Right. I didn't, that's and you're, you're helping, right? so... It's yeah. discipleship. Is you're happy with the, you're happy with the half effort because the half effort or the half result means that means that people are trying. So my hope is I can change theirs enough to where they come back in like, oh yeah, that's uh, sort of what I did. Mm-hmm. It does look good. I'm like, well, good job. Along these same lines, I and I, this has never been a thought of mine, so I don't know where this came from. But I, lately, I've been having this thought about um, about what's a what's it look like for you and I to have a legacy at this church, and that it's at some point, whether that's because you snap and can't handle the not getting paid enough. I snap? No, no. Like, oh. you just get to the point where you, you, you're tired of working a thousand hours a week for, for, for not much money, right? Or you go to jail. I go to you whatever Jared it is. in jail for like right? 10 years. Drink myself to death. Whatever it is. Um, at some point, you we die. 50 years from now. We're both dead. And we get paintings of us. Who's, who's going to take over this job, right? It works because you and I let it work. Because Austin you and I Doyle. work together. <laughs> It'd be like Austin and Leo. Right? I'll do it. Lucas has said he wants to be a pastor, which I'm like, no. <laughs> Maybe someday, yeah. Yeah, Archer is talking about it. I'm like, Ar- well, Archer would be a natural. I'm like, yeah, just don't go to school for it. Right, yeah, don't get the debt. <laughs> you can do it without the school. Um, we can teach you some stuff. But the flip, so the flip side of that is what does it look like in a thoughtful way to think about at some point we have to hand this off to somebody else, whether right. it's 10 years from now or 50 years from now. At some point, when this, does this survive you and I? Mm. Right now, if we both quit, the answer is no. Right, If you yeah. and I both walk... My guess is it collapses. The hit by the truck scenario. Yeah. And, hit by a truck tomorrow. And, and part of that is, and uh, one of our elders and I would have a good conversation. Nemo goes, Dustin Nemo goes. Dustin Nemo is like, oh, well, you know, guys, I just could happen to do but this. But we couldn't afford him. <laughs> he wouldn't come back and do this job. For... He would probably do it with his current job. Be like, ah, I can just do on the that side. too on the side. And next thing you know, it's like a 10,000 person church. Yeah, right. <laughs> he really. I did it part time. so was... good, man. There He's... were two guys that started for 10 years and got nothing. Morons. But, Morons. Uh, we didn't have paintings of them. I just want a painting of myself hung. And I want <laughs> well, to be real like serious. It, it pres- like, at the Presbyterian like Church. Richard Deerbaum, man. He painted himself. It was he painted, a, it was he painted himself? Yeah, it was a self-portrait. Dude, that's awesome. He started painting. I didn't realize that. Yeah, this is the pastor at the church I worked at, the Presbyterian Church. He looked like Dracula. He did. It was a little, <laughs> a little dark. But he was he was one of the best, like, pastor, like, shepherd pastors I ever saw in my life. Just really cared about people. And the church fell apart when he left because... Isn't that why your dad started going? Yeah, my when he was a child. Yeah, because he showed up at the church. Up like, at the, mm. This dude showed up at my dad's house. Like, the, the, my dad lived in the house, like, two doors down from the church, and this dude walked over and said, go to church. Why aren't you going to church? And they did. <laughs> all um, right, all right. Man, I wish I had that power now. If I did that now, they'd be like, get on my porch. Hold on. We got crossroads. We got to go to crossroads. Nobody in Oakland goes to crossroads. The thing is, is and this is this is probably a little more attacking. Than the, it's been interesting interacting with them and that the when you meet somebody from Crossroads 90% of the time they're like oh but I'm looking for another church yeah, like Crossroads does feel like a stopover a for friend a of, of ours is on a certain dating website and a guy has just like I don't know what they call it like Master something or other I, I don't know anyways but he reached out and was like oh you I love beer I love Jesus I love comic books and I've been going to Crossroads and her big concern was 
She's like, he seems like a nice guy, but she's like, he goes to Crossroads, and that's a big red flag for me. And I was like, oh, we've done, we have done so well in some oh, ways. But like that, <laughs> but that, uh, that poor guy might be like. But I said, you know what? Uh, if he finds some girl he's like, he will gladly go to another church yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. And, like, the, Unless he's getting paid to be there. Or maybe he's doing really good. It, like maybe it's a new. He's a new Christian. Maybe right. it's. I think that they do really well there. Oh, way to bring it back around. Well, like we got to be careful how much we trash them, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I actually was. This is actually interesting too. We were in this meeting the other day, and they were talking about system change. This is probably what got me thinking about the whole thing. Starfire is going to make you a rabble rouser. I know. Uh, so it's talking about changing a system, but still being a part of the system. Right. That's what I liked about it. And they, they, the, the diagram was this giant U. And there's certain things that you go through all, throughout that U. And over here was judgmental. Like mm. you're going to start judging other people yeah, sure. that are in the system. They're doing things you don't want to do. And I actually... Had to turn the finger on myself at that point and be like, ah. And actually with things like crossroads, I'm like, okay, this is where I am judgmental. And because I want to change the system, I need to not be like that. So, so a guy that listens to this podcast. Fine. Jason, I'll A guy it. that listens to this podcast who I love like a brother. Um, Ooh, you, when, you, when you start off like that, you're about to say some shit. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to make fun of him. <laughs> we, there was an internet fight the other day. I'm trying to think who you're talking about. You know, there was an internet fight the other day, and he texted me on the side of it. I was like, Hey, I, he said, I love you, but it, you really do sound like you're starting to believe your own bullshit. And I was like, and I, it's a strange insult to me because I was like, of course I believe my own bullshit. Now, I could be wrong on any number of things. And right. I am. I'm wrong on lots of things. But I don't say something that I think is wrong. If I, if I say something, it's because I actually believe it. I still don't know who this is. Oh. Yeah, it's fine, right? I do not love. And he was just sort of ribbing me. But it made me think. We're all judgmental, right? right? We all have thoughts, and we right. all like. And I think I still think this, like, well, don't judge is the most is the stupidest, <laughs> most out of context quote of the Bible because it all comes from like dumb motherfuckers who don't like. Well, of course, I'm judging you. You're acting stupid. Like it's right. it's Tupac. Only God can judge me. Nope, I'm judging you right now. Quit. There's shooting. only one true judge, and that's God. So chill and let my father do his job. Sh- yeah, John. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that's salt and pepper right there, man. It's, it's just such a like. <laughs> it's such a thoughtless. You can't judge me. Yes, I can. I can now. When I judge you, I also put the judge that that same judgment right. on myself. I also evaluate my own self, which is what you're talking about, right? Because we have thoughts about other churches. Now, the flip side of that is, I would say I would never want to go to a big church like Crossroads or even lead it. Right. As a pastor, it think I it gives me hives. To think but it about does have it. value. Man, what they're, it does. they're building hospitals. They're getting kids out of sex trafficking. And, right. And, and that's my thought with all church, even like the the most the worst weird church. country church who's yeah. racist and hates you know. Uh, gay people, or whatever. Right. That church still, Jesus does something in there. Right. Still, I mean, the, the, and I, that's the power. Those of God people know how to do community. Out. They like they know how to care about, it, even if it's just inside their community. Right. Um, it, it does. I yesterday, a friend of mine and I were talking, and she had gotten into a really tense point with a friend, and I said she'd taken this hard line stance on some social justice issues. I said you've got to decide in your friendships if you're going to be pastor or prophet. Right? Are you here to only pop prophets? Don't give a shit. What anybody else thinks about them, right? But they also don't have any friends, so you you have to sacrifice all your friendships yeah. on that on that on that line. You have to or eat your food over done, right? Or you care about this person enough to see them them come around to change their mind on what you think is right, and then you've got to change the way you approach that situation. And it was a good like I'm still working out my theory on all this, and um, but it's it, everything's just messy, and that's the last the even. The last six months have been super messy for us. It's been lots of like, shit, I don't know. Right. Like for all of all of November and December was every time you and I got together, every time we got together, our leadership team is, shit, I don't know. Right. I don't know what's going to happen next week. And that's that's terrible for me. 
Like the like it's <laughs> it, it, I was I was anxious. I put on thirty right. pounds in December. Well, I still even though we're at a new place, I still am at a place where I'm like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. It's still. I like our new space. I wouldn't have built our space. I feel like the road. You remember the road uh, when they find the bunker that has all uh, the food? Yeah. And for the first time in 200 pages, you're like, oh, they're safe. Breath. But you know it's you not going to stay, there, stay forever. there forever. Yeah, there that's forever. how I feel like we're at now. Like, oh, this is really cool. Or we would have to change. If we were right. going to stay at Artsville forever. And you guys should look up. Artsville is a cool space and they're doing cool things. Yeah, they do a lot of fun um, events. If Artsville is going to be our that's forever home. brought to you by Artsville. <laughs> No, <laughs> we still pay rent. Arsville brought to you by Master Passers. <laughs> um, but um, if we're going to stay there forever, it's going to cause us to have to change a little bit. Right. Right. If, if, if we do any sort of like real growth, we're going to have to look at multiple services or something yeah, creative, which would be really hard. And that gets back into that system talk that I, that I don't know what to do with, which I, which is my third thing to bring up, which is uh, since we've last podcasted, um, I actually was thinking about this last week. Uh, you have been reading a lot, but you've been really into Bonhoeffer. Yep. And I've been reading a whole lot, and I have gotten back into, back into. I think I liked him, gave up, liked him again, gave up, re- back into Rob Bell a yeah. whole lot again. But I feel like in our conversations and when I'm listening... I hear a lot of Bonhoeffer coming out of you, and I feel a lot of Rob Bell coming out of me. So I'm interested in our influences and, again, how that feeds it's, into what we're doing. It's not good for anybody for me to be only reading Bonhoeffer. <laughs> Burn it down. Bonhoeffer's... It doesn't matter. Your feelings are shit. He's so hard on the edges, man. And, it's just, and he just... And you get the sense that he... I, I think... I was actually reading like survivor stories of Bonhoeffer, like people that were in the prison camps with him before he was killed. Right. And they talked about what a great pastor he was, like what a great job he was at caring for people. But the the common theme was always in the middle of the suffering, he was with them. That's mm-hmm. what it meant to care about. Like he wasn't a pastor in a pulpit telling them it's okay that you're suffering. Right. He was a dude that was being starved. He was a dude that would die for all of this. Like he would be killed by the Nazis and all this. That's actually what made me. So that's what made me read Bonhoeffer was. Um, a local pastor wrote this blog talking about social justice stuff and he said, you know, I'd like to think that I'm the person that if I'm in Germany in the 40s, in the 30s, that I'm joining Bonhoeffer in the resistance. Um, <laughs> oh, I like to, uh, I like our little whispers. Right. Somewhere I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Joel's going nuts. <laughs> if you whisper around Joel. Who are they talking about? Who are they talking about? <laughs> talking about him, always. Ooh, what did we whisper about the other day and I didn't tell him and he was it like. Was Sunday after church, he was upset. What he was it? devious. I whispered about something, and it was something I really couldn't say. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. But, but, but so, like, Bonhoeffer's got this sort of, like, he really managed to care about people in the society. So that's actually been my thought right now is what does it look like? So all discipleship stuff you're about churches is institutionalized. It's a, four, it's a program you put right. people through just like a curriculum at a school. Right. Cell groups divide. That's right. And, man, it, <laughs> it's so easy to do. Right. It's just so easy to do. I think our people would push back on it because they're overscheduled. Well, I feel like they have. And now you just overschedule this. The hard thing about all that is like when it works, it works. That's right. That's right. And when it doesn't, it's just. But my thought has been like, how do I, I've been talking to Tyler about this. How do you institutionalize suffering? How do you put people in a place where they have to learn to suffer with? Because Bonhoeffer would say, if you're not, you're not a disciple. If you're not doing that, you're not, Mm. if you're not experiencing some sort of disconnect or something's not like deeply wrong between you and the world, he doesn't know how much of a disciple you are because you just made Mm. peace with the world. And I was like, I mean... Does that make you the rich in Jesus' parables? Yeah, and the, what does it look like to, to think about that? And I so one of the... 
I like I think about my my former students who are black and have a different experience with the world than I have and how to, and so my thing is always learning to listen to them and, and it's just one of those it's like, actually pretty good Bonhoeffer I just, thought of it like that Bonhoeffer just pushes you so far and you're never going to get to Bonhoeffer's level as Christians in America right because we run the show yet <laughs> we'll wait for the Muslims to take over thank God Donald Trump's protecting us from that <laughs> oh. moron. I think we need to do like a six episode politics one where I can just air all. I almost started a separate podcast of just, just me and politics. And I'll just be like, yeah. Just shit, uh-huh. I think. And, uh, right. Who is that again? <laughs> Who are you talking about? When did that happen? What? Kristen <laughs> uh, lot... gets so mad at me. She'll be like, did you hear about so and so? I'm like, uh, who is that? And she's like, she'll get so mad. She'll be like, never mind. I think a significant amount of your energy is saved because you don't pay attention to shit like that. It's a drug. It's, it's a well, and every drug. now and then, Kristen got me in one the other day where she was like, she saw a parenting post and it was really good. It was yeah. really good about like how a lot of us are jacking up our kids by not disciplining them or not letting them be independent or right. over, you know, just the, that thing. We, me and you both, I think, actually do well. And, uh, and but then there was all these comments Sure. About like, well, what I like to spend time with my children. I, I do everything with my children. They love it and blah, blah. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, I can't. There's an organization in town who was asking us to help with some stuff. And they were about like getting non-gay friendly churches to be, to have open conversation. I was like, isn't the answer just to get them on and have gay friends? Go, like, go talk to have, a gay friend, have a gay friend. And then suddenly you're like, oh, well, they're, they're a a normal real person. I got pushed this week for us to start call like put like gay affirming Dude, church we on put our website. A, well, so I actually man, um maybe we shouldn't put this in the podcast, I don't know, but like uh last week Legend put a flag in the sand that I don't totally. think we've ever officially put in the sand because we have But we have unofficially, I think. Unofficially, absolutely. Absolutely unofficially. Just never uh, but, you know, uh, there's a gay couple that comes to our church. Uh, they are married. And he was on stage talking and he said, oh, my husband. And I was yep. like, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yep. But the whole time I was like, wow, this is actually a bigger moment. It's yep. like a, it's like the finances and everything else. Yep. This is a bigger moment that people are, yep. that are, that are, that are yep. aware of. And maybe it's good that people yep. don't think this is a big moment. Well, my thing was for us is it was a natural moment. We yeah. didn't force it. We didn't. It just cut. happened. It just happened. Yeah. It's a natural part of our church and our church family, I gave him our a church card. life. Sure, just say and your point. Well, and the other thing is, he was just so thoughtful on stage about everything else he yeah. was saying. Uh, I was actually, I meant to tell him. Uh, I actually saw him in the movie theater last night. I that I thought he was very he did a great job, interesting to listen to because I could tell he was thinking about what he was saying. Yeah, he, he, he's a great. I don't speaker. usually pay myself that comment because I'm just like, blah. Right, right. <laughs> but but no, I it's one of those things. I thought it too when he when he talked about because we didn't. Uh, Talk about before whether we we're going to talk about him being oh yeah, gamer. yeah. That, that, it just came it up. Very, yeah. It was it was organic, right? Which is the way the kind of thing should be. Like we're never. I don't want to be a church that's that's staging controversies. Right. St- like I we're controversial enough. Yeah, we start shit enough. There's no point in going out of our. And I I think that's generally true. I think that's actually a New Testament line. Like mm-hmm. you're going to come into conflict naturally. Don't fall, don't fake controversy. Right. Don't go Google. Don't go looking for it if you don't. Don't write to. blogs about it. Right. It's, it's so <laughs> dumb. But if you're a church that's that's really thoroughly adapting the models of the world and trying to co-opt them for Jesus, which that church is, which right. blogs blogs make sense. Right. right. The world communicates over these sort of digital electronic means, so of course you're going to be in that sphere. We don't play in that right. sphere because. It's not us. They're not up to podcasting yet. No. They're still in the blog. And then one day, uh, she said, like, Jesus Christ in front of me. And I don't care. That's never sure. bothered me. 
But she turned around and she was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Yeah. And I was like, what? And she's like, I didn't, she's like, that was so gay of me to say. And I was like, what? what? And she's like, I didn't mean to say the Lord's name. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, why well, don't get offended by things? Right, so right, sorry. Right. Well, I think that's actually, who was I talking to? We were having this conversation the other day that the American ethos is so fundamentally set on getting my rights. Right. Which, if you don't get your rights, then you get offended, right? Right. As a Christian, I'm giving up the idea of having yeah, any rights. I've always had this so I've given up the idea that Christians should not be offended by anything. anything. There should be nothing that offends us because if if it's someone who's not in, oh, well, of course they act that way or would say I'm, things like that. And if they're in, like, oh, I give you the grace and love that yeah. Jesus gives me. And yeah. so, well, it's Jesus silent before his accusers, right? Yeah. I'm sure he's offended. Yeah. You still remain silent in those sorts of situations. I think that's actually... As I think about what it means to be followers of Jesus, if we did a better job of that particular thing, mm. um, Ooh, things going. we should end on a phrase that I learned that's not new or mind-blowing, but I love it. I've been using it for everything. Talking about extremities um, is, it's a Rob Bell thing, but he would, it's a Jesus thing for him. It's his, he's, he calls it the third way. Yeah. He's like, with everything, there's a third way. Yep. There's this way and this way, the polarize. He's yep. like... And we call, I think we always say middle ground, but I like the word third way better. Like, oh, there's a third way to think about that. There's an order. That look, like, because he takes it to Jesus, uh, turn the other cheek, carry right. the extra load. Like, the, Jesus is offering third ways, not. Uh, there's an organization that calls himself that that's explicitly about how Christians should process through homosexuality. Dang it. But they, oh, just they've really taken it just homosexuality. Interesting. And I think it, it really is like. Oh, be... somebody wrote something about it and we read it, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mandy's? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it really is how to how to maintain a traditional point of view and still be kind is what it comes down to. I could be wrong on that. That's oh. what it felt like to me. Yeah, I mean, I think, I like the idea of just the mental exercise of, okay, there's a third way. Here. Yeah. There's a, there's, but in Jesus' third way, it's a way that makes you stand up for yourself. Yep. Uh, love your accuser, but also make your accuser question what they're sure. doing. I'm yeah. carrying the extra mile. I don't want you to carry the extra mile because people are going to see that you're doing something. Kind of, I'm taking away your power. I'm stripping your power, right, right? Of the Roman soldier or I'm stripping your power right. of the person who slaps right. you on the cheek by turning the other. Like there's an idea of stripping power and, and there's, instead of being meek, it's more flipping it around. Yep. But I like the third way thinking it's good. Well, and I think like, I just, I think we've all given up on the ability of the process. I think we've all given up on the, like, given mm. our, even given ourselves. My guess is, so if you came and said, I'm doing this, I, I shouldn't be doing whatever it is, I would be like, oh, man, you're just learning through that, right? Right. Like, I would be able to give you a significant amount of grace through anything you're going through. I don't think we give ourselves the same grace. We expect ourselves to have it together, to have mm. matured, and, um, and not just to say, oh, although... <laughs> Back to Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer would say that if you were like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about this because the Lord of Grace gives me like, He's like, that's nonsense. Knock it off. Fix your crap. Is what they like over and well, over again. I'd love to see how all of our tunes change if we're yeah, yeah. Nazi Germany or if we're uh, the Cubans do a an invasion like Red Dawn and we're all trapped in, the in concentration fences. Yeah, it's an interesting like... It's not going to come from Cuba, guys. It's interesting where he goes. Like... That that does sort of draw, but he's also a the thing you're reading him is he's a brilliant thinker. Like right. he's a like once in a generation like mind power thinker. Right. I think he says things all the time. I'm like, eh. it's more. It's very like. Right. There's a very. Well, I, mean, I think it's fun to read anything when there's a time like that. Oh, yeah. what are the brilliant minds thinking? Right. Aren't those the ones that stand out and we remember? Right. Because they were thinking in a time when everyone else is in crisis. Yeah. 
he um the interesting thing is I don't think he he was writing most of this like not thinking oh I'm in a concentration camp I'm writing this right it was his writings that have been collected later just writing just to write yeah well he was a pastor and a theologian right. and, um, was he writing with the expectation that someone would read this I, I assume so it's written towards people mm. um, I mean it is it's probably the hardest edge thing I've I mean, ever maybe read maybe he on. was like embodying the apostle I'm gonna be an apostle right now there's if Paul a, wrote in prison I'll write in prison there's a lot to that idea of like I'm not playing with you I'm right. not, and, and and I think for him to his credit he's also introspective and I think that's was he any sort of charismatic? Mm-hmm. Very Lutheran. Like no, there was no revelation or no. Well, I'm sure he thought that, like in a in a very but Lutheran there, context. But like, he's not like a Holy Spirit. I guy. read um, uh, the disciple uh, cost of discipleship. Cost of discipleship, but I read it in '97, and yep. it changed my world. But I I'm sure I gave it the most glossed over. Yep. It's way reading deeper. where I was like, oh, I should be more serious. I think right. that's probably what I took away <laughs> from it. Yeah. But that was my 97 It's way harder thing. now than it was yeah. when I read it in 2004, oh, I 2005. I, I actually read it as, I read it, I picked up again thinking about what's the church's job and responding to our culture right now. Do you ever think you could take one book like that and screw all the rest of the books you read for the rest of your life and just read it over and over and keep learning and learning? I think from this one you could. I think you could I keep I think learning. that about quite a few books where I'll read it, but like, I could just read this one again. And pick up things I didn't pick up, yeah. or or take this. Why I think I think I tell, say it all the time with people in Christianity: you can't even get loving your neighbors right. Right, right. right why are right, you worried right. about all this other stuff? Why are you worried about what people think about gay people? Right, and you can't even love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, like get that one right. Right, and, or we can spend our lifetime taking one principle of of Jesus's teachings and trying to apply it every day. Love my enemies. Okay, right. I'm gonna love my enemies. I'm not gonna get it right. Like, but we try to take all of it all the time. I'd be happy if they would say like. If they would act like assholes, but at least explain how acting like an asshole is loving. Right. Like, I disagree with you, but at least you thought it through the right filter. Like, you went yeah. through and said, I think Jesus wants me to talk my gay neighbors out of being gay so they don't go to hell. And because I love them and don't want them to go to hell. Right. Okay, I think you could, there's a whole host of things wrong with what you just said. Right. But at least you thought through it, right? At least you're trying. And I think there's, I think there's grace for people trying in that direction, but are wrong. Oh, yeah. Right? As opposed to somebody who's just sloppy with their thoughts and that's that's sort of the good it's going to be my battle cry for the next 20 years is quit being lazy in the way you think about stuff yeah it's like the what's the old rabbi parable with the all the guys on different rungs of a ladder climbing and they ask okay which one's the most spiritual and he's like they're all the same right i'm sure i bastardized that parable but something like that the worst (laughs) hey well that was a good episode back let's get our band playing guys play sale you motherfuckers need jesus Uh, And y'all wicked